Welcome to the She's Electric podcast. We're in the business of helping you to be your best self. Click subscribe so we can help you have more money, more success, more love, more laughter, and more time for you. I'm Pia. And I'm Kaya. Now let's get on with this episode. Welcome back to another episode of She's Electric. Today is a classic catch-up episode. It's been a long time coming, and personally, I am so excited to record this one and have this time with Pia to chew the fat and catch up on how this year, 2024, has started for us both. I'm also really excited to share this journey of living through 2024 with all of you listeners, sharing the journey together of living into the best year yet. I really hope that you will stay along with the ride with us both as we honor the place that we are in right now. Longtime listeners of the pod will know that these places are very different for us both. And I think that's gonna add some real texture and beauty to the journey that we will share with you. There's no perfect place to be in life. There's simply the moment that you are in and all of the opportunities that exist in this moment, in this time, in this circumstance. Thank you so much to everyone who reached out to me while I was doing the pod on my own. Your kind words and support honestly meant so much and I really enjoyed doing some solo episodes. That being said, I am delighted to share the seat again with Pia. Now let's start catching up. Pia, how are you? What has been your high this month? I have had a really, uh, a very reflective time because for the first time, I think, since I set up my business, I've slowed down and I've had a very uncomfortable insight in the last three months, which is that what I thought was my superpower is actually one of my biggest weaknesses. And that's how this year started off, really confronting my hyperachiever that I thought that this is what makes me strong. This is what makes me ambitious. This is what makes me power forward. And when I look at it, it's actually, it's kept me at arm's length from a lot of people. It's just quite an uncomfortable thing to say, but it's, I chose work over a friendship all the time. I moved to Germany when I was in my early twenties, the best job opportunities were there. I've always, I have this, we had this saying in my family, you don't never go out on a school night. You never go out on a school night. And even when, if I look at what I achieved in the last year, so this is also uncomfortable, but I earned 160K last year in my business after earning minimum wage, paying myself minimum wage. And I didn't even take five minutes to celebrate that. I didn't honor that. I didn't even have a little cheers with Stephen to say, well done. The only thing that happened was I got into a bit of a tailspin about how am I going to beat that now this year? How am I going to, how am I going to do that? I'm on maternity leave. I'm not working in my business. And I think being around someone who is hyper competitive, it's not fun. It's not nice. And the thing is, I'm not competitive with other people. I love seeing people do well. I love seeing women grow into their power and grow in confidence. The person I'm competitive with is myself and in an abusive way. It's really, it's never good enough. Last summer, I spoke on a stage in front of 600 people. And instead of congratulating myself for that, because it was scary, I just berated myself afterwards for the things that I didn't say, that I forgot to say. Instead of going, holy crap, yeah, that's that's a big deal. 
So this is the thing that I am trying to tackle this year because I have this great opportunity by I am being forced to slow down by Rafi. I am on maternity leave and I want to do things completely differently this year. I want to get all of my patterns that are so ingrained and I want to break them. So my patterns are to, and I've, I, Kaya, I've already started doing it. The reason my milk supply dipped down so low was because I started to drift back into work. It's like I gave myself 40 days and then I started, I had my first meeting. Rafi was only, how old was he? He was 50 days old and he was in his first meeting. I had a, a client uh, presentation recently. I had Rafi in the carrier on me in the presentation. So it's like my pattern is to drift back into work. But what I'm working on doing this year is recognizing when I'm doing it and bringing myself back. So I've made a huge decision this year, which is I had always planned that I would go back to work after seven months, which was me taking an extra two months of maternity leave. I was going to go back in May. But now, so my husband, very luckily, he works for a, a tech company. He gets six months paid paternity leave. So what we did last time with Enzo was I tagged out and he tagged in. So he was the primary carer for Enzo. But this time I'm going to say, fuck it and, and lean into fun. And the two of us are going to share, go on maternity leave and paternity leave together. And I'm not going to go back to work until September. Very exciting. I'm, I like power to you to say all of these things out loud and to recognize that pattern is destructive, mm. that it, without it, you're still ambitious, you're still really successful, you're still really driven. It's just without that kind of flogging. It's the energy of flogging that I want to get away from. And it's also, I have this huge belief, Kaya, that the way that we run businesses is, it's leading to burnout, it's leading to us stripping the earth of its resources. It's all about GDP and growth. And we need to beat a year on year growth. It's all about getting bigger, selling more. And where has that led us? It's creating a world where everybody's getting bigger and fatter and more disease. And we're trying to sell more and we're stripping more of the earth's resources to do that. It just, it's like, when is enough? And so there is, there are some very interesting ideas about everything has a season that there, there's a season for hibernation. There's a season for spring and for growth and summer. And it's okay for me to put my business into hibernation mode and really wind it down. And I know that I can spring it back up when I need to. Absolutely. And it's interesting when you talk about it because it's when we're constantly chasing the next season, we're missing the beauty of the one that we're in. Yeah. And it's there's something cozy about knits and winter coats and yeah. warm fires and roast dinners that's different from long balmy summer evenings and loads of light picnics in the park they're different yeah yeah exactly and it's really important to honor both of those things that it doesn't always have to be about growth and getting bigger and I'm using this time to really go inward and to reflect on what is the impact that I want to have in the world? Because so much of what I was doing when I was setting up my business was to try and just earn money. I was just trying to survive. I've been in total survival mode for the last few years. Now I know I can earn the money. 
And I'm setting my sights a little bit higher. We definitely have a dysfunctional food system that doesn't work. Is this something that I could tackle? Is this something that I could work with governments on to get nutrition added to the school curriculum? Because that's where it starts to change how ultra processed foods, how they're taxed, things like that. It's to make fresh food more readily available. Is that something that lights me up as opposed to the work that I'm doing right now? What's so interesting about the story that you're telling is that even in that narrative, there is a little bit of the only way we grow is when we're making more money. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, oh, this time doesn't have to be about growth. As if all of the work that you're doing internally is not growth. Is not growth. Very valid point. Thank you. (laughs) It's it's so interesting because it's just it's, it's all part of the narrative that is ingrained in the society around mm. us, which is that money is what is success. Success is money. Yeah. Like yeah. when you are rich, you are successful, more money. Cause mm-hmm. it's like all the more, a lot of it is about money. Money, yeah, and ego. It's it, money, you know? power or- Completely. Sex. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, I have big plans for my business, but yet, I've always been growing on autopilot. I've been so busy. I've never actually taken time to to slow down the busyness. And I think that is a real sickness in our society that we never stop to listen to the silence. And I've been taking, when you are at home with a baby all day and you're breastfeeding every three hours, you do have a lot of time for silence. And so rather than fighting that and resisting that, I've actually gone, okay, so I'm going to embrace this. And I've been listening to a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer called 101 Ways to Transform Your Life. And I cannot recommend it enough. It's just, it's 101 different thoughts that you can have that will just change your life. And my mind has been blown by this. An example, he talks about that every single thing in the world has an innate intelligence. So a seed doesn't know how to, doesn't have to be told how to turn into a tree. It just does. And if we, ta- we can tap into this innate intelligence, if we just slow down enough. Another one that I loved is seek to be interested instead of being interesting. Really sit and listen and start your sentences more with you than with I. And I was just like, oh, that just, that sound feels so nice to me. Love those nuggets. So beautiful. And um, it's really interesting hearing you talking about this slowing down process and that uh, you've been leaning into that. Because what's been going on for me this month and has probably been mm. my high is I've been doing this really exciting business planning. Mm. And I think it's off the back of having a month where I was doing these calls every day that were about manifesting. So I was spending a mm. lot of time getting into my subconscious and doing these long meditations and then just free journaling for seeing this okay. stuff coming out. And it was so like, it was wild to see all of these different things that were in me and and actually just allow them to be, not question how, not judge them, just allow them to come out. Hmm. And now I'm going into this, this kind of exercise where I'm creating a business plan, which sounds ridiculous because I've been in business for a year. But I think when you first start, as you said, you're just, trying to survive and you're just trying to start Mm. and what's been really cool is that I've I've had some absolute like illuminating hard truths through this process the first Mm. is that my husband he's starting a business and I've been coaching him 
which has been valuable to him. And he has a lot of experience kind of businesses. And so he wanted to support me in my business and help help me a little bit, consult me. So we were having sessions on business plan. And like mm. my whole energy when we start the session is I'm literally like eye rolling. Like he's, <laughs> I'm like saying, what are the things that need to be? What do you think I need to do with regards to my business plan? And he's telling me things in my mind. I'm literally just like a child. I'm such a know-it-all. I'm eye rolling, right? <laughs> it was entertaining for me to watch this pattern arising. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, oh, why are you such a know-it-all? Yeah. And then actually in the session, I got this one light bulb, which mm. was where many of the things I have thought about is all of the work that we do um, around what's your niche, what's the problem that you're solving, all of these things. The bit that was missing for me is even though I do this work with a lot of my clients on visioning, on what is the five-year plan, I hadn't actually tied it together for myself. Like I've never put it down on paper of, and maybe I wasn't ready of this is how I want to be operating. These are the kinds of hours I want to be working. This is how many one-to-one clients. This is the group mm. program. This is my team. And this is the revenue number. Okay. Yeah. And what was really cool about it is that as I've started to work, do this work and do my plan for this year, everything feels so spacious. Mm. It's enabling me to see that it's totally achievable. Like when it's just off in the distance, it feels like how would you ever get from here mm-hmm. to multi-million pound business? But walking yeah. backwards and actually even just putting the things on the paper enables you to see, oh, this year you don't need to make a million you just need to make this much right and what does that look like over the whole year it looks like for me it looks like two or three big contracts Mm. not like 10k month 10k month just rubbish what does Mm -hmm. that even mean yeah it's uh, there I have heard a saying which I always say to my clients which is when you have structure in your business it gives you freedom in your life so people think I don't want the structure I don't want to be locked to a plan it's you're not locked to a plan but the having the plan allows you to stop the mental chatter that's saying I'm so busy and I have so much to do and how am I going to do it it's it's giving you as you said you you have your guiding north star where you want to go and then you work your way back and when you do that every single time you do that you go holy shit I don't actually need it's this isn't as big as I thought totally and I think it's really pertinent what you were saying about the plan because as I'm somebody who loves planning you love a plan I do love a plan and (laughs) what I can see right now is if I don't have a plan there's I've got a lot of moving parts happening at the moment I'm doing a lot of different trainings um, Mm. like both delivering them and learning and if it's not on my plan it's in my head it's overwhelming when it's on Mm. my plan and I've basically made sure that I've got time in my plan to prepare for everything And Mm. I also know like how it all ties into the whole year. As you said, it is spacious. It's crystal clear for me to see what's happening each day. Mm. And so I can prepare myself and not feel flustered like, oh God, have I prepared for that? I've already looked at it the week before and made the time to prepare. Do you know what I mean? And now it's just you're executing. It's spacious. It's calm. There's freedom. It's also taking a lot of the guesswork out of things (sighs) because... especially this is something that's true for me right now. There's so many interruptions in my day. So if I don't have now, I am not going in with a very strict plan like what you're doing. I'm actually stepping into a completely different energy, which is I'm not revving up my business this year. I am instead really going inward to see where is it that I want my business to go? 
And I'm torn. I'm really torn between do I keep doing what I've always done, which is to help manufacturers, food manufacturers to cope with the, the rapid pace of change in, in the world right now and, and help empower them and help them make more purposeful products and make more money doing it? Or do I really go after this whole idea of radical responsibility with consumers and get them understanding the importance of that your diet, it, th this isn't just a nice to have. This is a necessity that we all need to do. And we need to start demanding more from our governments. We need to start demanding more from our food producers. And I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. But I know, thinking of Dr. Wayne Dyer, when he says everything has an innate intelligence, you just need to slow down enough to listen to it. So what I'm trying to get really good at this year is, is listening, mm -hmm. just being in silence and I've been doing a meditation every single morning. It's called a morning ah meditation. So you're just going ah, which feels when you've been woken up all night by a baby, you wake up and your nervous system feels a bit wobbly. You just that feeling. I think every mother knows that feeling. And I, the ah meditation is just very calming on my nervous system. So it feels great. And I'm someone who I, I, when people say they can't meditate, I was that person. I just was like, I cannot. I And I'm just not a visual person. I can't. When people try to get me to visualize things, I just see nothing. But the other day I was doing it and I've really committed to this. Every morning I'm doing this. Some days it goes terribly. Some days it goes okay. But one morning I started to see like really bright colors in my mind. It was incredible. Like really strong blues and really strong reds and really strong greens. They, they were the colors that I was just seeing all like floating in, in like behind my eyes. It was absolutely amazing. And I can't explain what happened. I was probably, I went deep into alpha state, but for me, it was like, oh my God, there is something to this slowing down. And the, it, it felt like there was a, an intelligence trying to communicate with me, if that makes sense. It makes total sense because I am so much of what you're saying is resonating. Like I, this week, am executing at a really high level all of the mm. details about my business plan. But I've just spent a month spending one hour every day in yeah. the universe, floating around, yeah, giving myself that space. And what's fascinating is I've been doing this Joe Dispenza breath work every day. Mm -hmm. And that story where we're like, sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we're really connected. It's such a, it's such a normal kind of refrain that we all have when we're evaluating mm. the experience. And I've just been really leaning into what's happening. It's happening in exactly the right way it's supposed to today. Yeah. what I'm supposed to experience. And I've really noticed that there is this subtle judgment that I'm bringing to so many different situations mm. like my experience of my morning meditation, like my experience of my breath work, every conversation that we have, we're always like adding a label to it. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about your business ideas, just then those two separate paths, which you will at the right time, get absolutely clar absolute clarity mm -hmm. of which one is right for you. A similar kind of, it's the same but different experience I've recently had is that I had this judgment of myself that somehow it was bad that I was driven by money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I remember you talking about that. Recently, when I'm just mm. like, it, it's fine. It's it's not good or bad. It is what it is. I'm allowed, yeah. I'm just allowing myself to be drawn to whatever it is I'm drawn to. And I was talking to my coach yesterday and I said, I'm so excited about like the work that I'm doing genuinely I think that the mental fitness model is the best product on the market there's nothing that is delivering such value 
to a business in terms of supporting well-being, creativity, mm -hmm. innovation, those soft skills. And I was like, but I'm also excited about manifesting this other mm. abundant energy yeah, that is yeah. money, that is wealth. That also feels really fun and exciting because it's almost like a different exploration of manifestation for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, do you ever feel nervous about bringing those ideologies and and those practices into a very corporate environment? No, because I've been, uh, I, I, yeah, sometimes, but I think that like I told you, I'm doing a hypnotherapy certification for my kind of yeah. moment, right? Yeah. And just the techniques to control my own energy are so powerful. And now I'm really in this mindset of there is so many opportunities that exist out there. If not this one, then the next one. And, yeah. and actually, if you are selling something that you are really a user of and you believe in and mm. you love, yeah. then it's exciting, right? Mm. I'm reading Steve Jobs' biography at the moment, and it's a really interesting read because he is a bit of a cuckoo. But yeah. they talk all the time in the book about him having this like reality distortion effect. So mm -hmm. at no point in the book is the word hypnotherapy or NLP mentioned. But the whole time, I, it's so interesting for me that I'm doing like the hypnotherapy and NLP certification alongside reading this book, because I'm like, that's what he was doing all the time when he was doing this reality distortion. People would come to him and they would say, this, we can't do this. It's not possible to integrate the system in this way. Mm -hmm. And he would mm -hmm. literally just tell them it was possible and that they were going to be able to do it. And they were yeah. going to be able to do it in record time. And yeah, they yeah. would, right? He would he change the, their vibration. Like, he would just tell them a different yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. I think completely. It's so exciting because we can do the same for ourselves all the time. Like we can tell ourselves just a different story mm. about any situation and we're crafting the narrative and the experience that we have in our own life. It's something that has been completely neglected that I think all of us as a collective have grown up believing that what happens to you is a result of what's in the external world, that we are a victim of our circumstances. This happened, so for me. And what I'm realizing as I get older, as I go more into this space, that it doesn't matter what happens out there. It it only matters what's happening, how I'm interpreting it in, in my mind, and then how I'm choosing to act from there. And this is seems different. I In trying to break my pattern and my behavior of a hyperachiever, I've had this thing where I'm saying to myself, okay, whatever your natural reaction is to something, just do the opposite. Because I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm, I want this to be the best year of my life. I want this to be the most fun. So it's like, what if I were to do things completely differently? W one thing that, you know, when I, whenever I get invited out, I tend to go into this like total soap opera in my head going, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired. I'm going to be this. And I end up just so worried about the future that I don't enjoy the present moment. And so I, I have, it's this big fun sponge of a brain that's just like sucking all the fun out of the present moment. So Stephen was out, he was watching the rugby and I was looking after the two kids and my neighbor invited me over for cocktails. And usually I'd be like, no, oh my God, I, like, I'm going to be up all night with a baby. I can't do that. And I just said, okay, I, I was retired. Really I'd had a really bad sleep the night before, but I said, I'm just going to be in the present moment. One of my pillars this year is Pia, be present. And so I said, Right now I'm feeling very wobbly. I'm going to go for a nap. If I feel good after the nap, just going to go. 
So I had an app. It was great. It went great. And I went and I just enjoyed it. I stopped thinking about what happened in the past. I stopped thinking about what's going to happen in the future. And I just was. And it made me enjoy the situation. I, I just had a great night. And yeah, the next day I was a little bit tired, but it was okay. It was fine. So amazing. So what I'm hearing you say is like what you're learning through this questioning of your old way of doing things is that living in the future has been taking away from you being able to enjoy the present moment. C completely. And it's about... It's not about what I am doing because that's putting everything on the external environment, what's happening to me outside, but it's how am I being? You spoke about this in one of the podcast episodes and, and this year it's, I am really focusing on who am I being as a person? And so one thing I, whenever a challenging situation happens, I have this picture in my mind, it's a triangle, right? And it, at the top, it says lead with love. The other one says having fun. And then the other one says kind and generous. So going into a situation, if I'm knackered and Rafi's screaming and Enzo's screaming and all of this stuff, I, what, I just pictured that and I go lead with love. And just by saying I'm someone who leads with love, I lead with love, it just softens my body. I can't explain it. Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about it in 101 Ways to Transform Your Life. He says, just go about your day saying the word love. Just say the word love. Baby, you're and hypnotizing sounds, yourself. You are literally it's, hypnotizing yourself. Is yeah. that what that is? Because it's it's so weird, Kai. I, I started doing it. And when you go into situations and you're fraught and your your muscles are tensing, if I just go, Love, <laughs> it just softens all my muscles. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, it's so, I love, I see around me now, it's so interesting when you see all of these different interpretations of the same thing as I'm going on Joe Dispenza's advanced yes. meditation training really soon. And that, with the hypnotherapy, with the kind of affirmations work, with the mental fitness work, it's all different kind of angles of the same thing, which is that you can change your experience of your own life. And the words that we say to ourselves, they matter. You know, that love is a vibration in your body that's different from the tension of the future, what is Exactly. And I'm listening to about the law of vibration, that everything is a vibration. And so our thoughts are vibrations. We think that they're just thoughts, but they are vibrations that have an impact on our body, which is why when I was in labor and I was saying, I am strong, the contractions felt less painful than when I was saying, oh, make it stop. Do you know? And it's the same reason why when you think of putting a lemon up to your mouth, your mouth starts to water. Thoughts have a physiological impact on our body. And that's why I think that mental fitness and all of these mental practices are so crucial for the workplace because right now people are going in to meetings and they're trying to be right rather than trying to be curious. They're going in and everyone's trying to beat each other. And when you actually pause and you recognize your pattern of behavior, in my case, hyperachiever, but in your case, it could be pleaser. In someone else's case, it, it could be hypervigilant, all of these things. And it's just going, ah, I'm doing that again. And then it's going, okay, how do I want to act? Do I want to be right here or do I want to be curious? And do I want to find out more about what this person's trying to say? Absolutely. And that's why it's, it was really interesting to see that like when you were talking at the beginning about this year and you were like, it's not a growth year. And it's, that's the total opposite to what I'm hearing you say. What I'm mm -hmm. hearing you say is this is the biggest growth year of my life. 
I think you might be right, Guy. <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we just want you to pause and take time for a little bit of stillness. Really go inward and try and listen to that innate intelligence because it's there. It's talking to us all. And when we just pause in the middle of a stressful situation, just pause and ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to achieve here? Thank you for giving us your time. Did you know that you could change someone's day to day just by sharing this episode? Our mission is to help women. We all want more money, more success, more love, more laughter and more time for ourselves. Women Helping Women is how we're going to get there. 